Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hi, everyone. If you've been listening to Less Manifest, by now you know I love sharing cool stories of real people that are doing real things. This episode is not going to be any exception. I'm really happy today to be joined by Whitney House, CEO of The Creative Era. The Creative Era is a brand of hand-painted and handcrafted products, including sneaker customization. And today, Whitney and I are going to dive into how the pandemic is affecting mental health of creatives and ways to stay above the chaos. But more importantly, we're just going to talk. So Whitney, welcome to Last Man of Feast. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm happy that you're here because, you know, there's a whole national focus right now around mental health awareness during the month of May. But outside of all of that, I feel like there's so much happening in the world right now. <laughs> so yes. I'm feeling a little trauma. How, mm-hmm. how about you? How are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling the same way. Every day is a mental, like, gear up and put on some, like, peace peace and joy. <laughs> yeah, so literally. It's like you have to clothe yourself with these things, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. get your incense, everything, because it's crazy. And we've never been here before. So I, I'm wondering, you know, how are people, especially creatives, feeling? Because a lot of us are adjusting to what is considered the new normal. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the experience of mental unrest is heightened. So how do you feel as a creative? Because creatives are people usually associated with like happiness and this (laughs) euphoric feeling and, you know, like smiley people, people that are just creating all this great content and they put their entire energy into it. But when it's something like this, like how do you manage that expectation? So the thing is, I know for me is the first couple of weeks, probably the first month I, it was a struggle mentally. Like it was just so it was because I was bombarding with so much information, so much like, like, uh, inboxes of, you know, this person has passed, that person has passed. So, you know, I had to learn how to balance the emotions of certain things where I'm like, okay, Whitney, how do you feel right now? And utilize that time to, really feel that but also keep going like you know like as a creative like that's my happy place like when i'm creating that's my happy place but i also learned that to use things to create things that where i feel not so happy if this thing that i'm feeling not happy about i'm not doing it so i have to really sit back and be like okay what is it that i really want to do at this moment right right and I think that that's something that we probably are all going to start asking ourselves yeah. um, beyond this, because, you know, mental health in the black community is still sort of taboo, right? Like people don't nat they ain't really trying to talk about what's going on with them, but it's important to talk about how you're feeling because by releasing that, at least I believe it creates more sense of awareness for others that may not know to recognize certain things, right? So it helped them, it helps them to be more aware. But then I think it also just helps you on a personal level to release all those negative 
feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the way that I perceive it. But I do know that, again, sometimes mental health is associated with creatives. So how do you manage your mental health? Um, On a record, to uh, go back to like my history with mental health, like, you know, I've been hospitalized for my mental health of like severe depression. So before all this stemmed out, I had to like... I had already put things into alignment where I was like, okay, I can never, I don't ever want to go back to that space where I need to, where my, my mental health is so fragile that I need to now, you know, be hospitalized for it. So I've, since then, that was last year of uh, March, 2019. So I had to take time since almost a, a whole year just to like really get an alignment of like, okay, Whitney, if you you know, go to bed on time, you know, uh, take it like, you know, take walks. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed, take a break, like, you know, take time for yourself, make sure that you're, you're, you have your self-care routine and you're feeling like, you know, if you're feeling too overwhelmed, don't do it, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of, and it's also a lot of boundaries. Like I had to learn a lot of boundaries with myself with other people, with, you know, um, my business, you know, just boundaries are so important, very important. Right. And creating those healthy boundaries for sure. And I'm sure it's not easy because hospitalization is scary any Mm -hmm. other time. So when you're in that space and it's because of all the things happening internally, I feel that that's something that again, needs to be discussed because was it, was it, I would say, was it something you felt coming on where you were like, wait, something's not right here. I need to get help. Or was it that others were like, Whitney, what's going on here? Oh, no. Or a little of both. Oh, no, child. I, when I tell you when I was going through my depression, I, I was so, I was that person that was like, oh my gosh, she's so bubbly. She's so happy. Why would she be hospitalized for this? But internally, you know, there was a lot going on with me that, you know, a lot of people around me didn't even know, like my own sister, who I'm very close to, didn't even notice that I was like that meant like really that battling with depression until I called her and was like, I need to, I need help right now. And that's when she knew like, okay, she, my sister never calls me to let me know that she's not mentally well. So I know that now it's like, this is real. So for me, I wrestled with depression for like almost I would say two years and not realizing that I was that depressed up until the point where it got so bad where I couldn't get out of bed. I was fighting with it so much where I was like, tomorrow I'll get better. Tomorrow I'll get better. But the wave of like not feeling so happy, like I'm, I'm a very lively and jolly kind of person. So I was like, I really just sitting there like, okay, tomorrow, Whitney, it'll be better. Tomorrow you'll get up and, you know, do the thing that you want to do. But tomorrow never came. I was always in the bed. There was days I couldn't get out of the bed to take a shower, to eat, to do. Yeah, it was, like, really, really bad. Like, it was to the point where I was, like, I would just, like, cry most of the time because I was just, like, it's, like, it's a very, it's a, it's a, I can't, I can never really describe it, but it's an internal pain where you just internally feel like you're aching all the time. And like, mm. it, it, it's, it's so many things that come with battling with like, you know, severe depression where you're 
you know, when you're in it, you don't even realize you're in it until you're a- until afterwards or when things get so bad where, you know, we're again, me unable to get out of bed to, you know, eat or, you know, create. And like, it, it was a lot, <laughs> you know, it was a lot. And I really, I really didn't know that I was that depressed until afterwards. So when you say you didn't know until you were in it, what, what do you mean? Is it that some, some of the signs that may be recognizable, you kind of felt like, oh, that's not really what's happening to me? Yeah. So one of the, one of the symptoms that I didn't realize was happening to me was that I was overly exhausted. And when I'm overly exhausted, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe it's just a lack of sleep. Maybe, you know, I'm overworking myself, but then seven days, I like, I would say two or three days out of, out of a week was when I would feel tired. Like I would feel like lively. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a complete imbalance. Cause it's like, so you only, you only feel happy, you know, Monday, Tuesday, not even maybe Monday, Wednesday and Friday are the days that you feel lively, but what happened to the rest of the week? So right. those are the things that, again, I wasn't really in tune with. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was like, I was, I was so busy just trying to just like get through it where I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, it'll end soon. It'll, I'll get out of it. But it lingered on for like two years, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's a wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've not seen that change. And I think like that's part of what some people feel when they're like, it'll just go away tomorrow. Yeah. Or, you know, all I have to do is go outside and walk for 20 minutes and I'll come back and things will shift. And they tell you these things are forms of, I guess, treatment, right? Mm-hmm. Like ensuring that you you do have some sort of... um balance to how you're feeling, but it's hard mm-hmm. when you can't even get that balance going where you're like, it's going to change, but I still don't feel the same. And now I can't even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, like those are, those are some wild experiences and emotions. I feel like it's, it's, it sounds like it's been an emotional journey with the ups and the downs. Oh yeah. It's a, it's literally a emotional roller coaster because there were days like, I'm like, woo. I'm happy. And then I'll be like the next day, be like, damn, like, I just feel sad. Like, and, and that's one of the, the other symptoms that you, you feel overly sad. Like mm. nothing could have happened. Nothing. There was nothing that went on. You just feel sad. You just feel down. You feel like you just feel this pressure, like this burden of like a heaviness of like, like a, it, a lot of people describe depression as like this dark cloud following following you. That's literally right. that's literally how that's the best way I can describe it. Like you literally just like there's a dark cloud just following you everywhere you go. Like you can like because that's the thing. I would be around family members, friends, like loved ones, and I'll I'll put on this face of like, yeah, I'm so happy, yeah, I'm good, but come home and literally just lay in the bed and cry, like you know. Oh man, yeah. So. You know, it's you have like it, it. It's 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 a very depression and anxiety. It's it's a very it's it's so it's so intense. <laughs> it's so it's very intense. Yeah, and I would say that you know, again, right now, it's important to reach out to people that you know are your loved ones in your circle in your tribe 
to really check on them because to your point, you just said it, you're like, when you're around people, you're like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really where people tend to go first. No one wants to be the person that says I'm not good. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel like this, but it's helpful to be transparent in how you're feeling because then you're able to start to, I would say, even begin to combat that, you know, like once you start to heal, they say you, once you reveal, I think it says, once you reveal, then you start to Mm -hmm. heal. I think that's the way that it goes. So once you tell people what's going on, it's like, okay, now I can ensure people are paying attention to the fact that I'm not okay. But then on the other end, for those that are listening, do not overwhelm people with all the Mm (laughs) check-ins, right? So it's like, while you are concerned, you don't want someone to begin to, I would say, isolate because they feel that you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely. So the thing was, so the beginning of this, when I was going through my depression, I was very prideful. I was very just like, because I'm like the strong friend. I'm the person that, you know, people, oh yeah, no, Whitney's good. She's always happy. She got things together, whatnot. But, you know, on my end, you know, what I wish I could have done sooner than later was reach out. It, it, it don't take a whole community to let people know, like, yeah, I'm depressed. No, you can talk right. to that one person or two people that you that you know will, you know, take the best care for you, which was my sister and my best friend. And at that time, you know, they they were the ones that was like, OK, Whitney, we're going to we need to get you up out of the bed and take you over to, you know, the hospital, but you don't need Mm -hmm. a whole, you know, and I'm a very, I'm a very public private person. So I'm always explain that public private, I'm a public private person. So I'm public when, when I want people to know certain things and then I'm private, when you know, if you, whatever information that I want to share, I'll share, but there's a lot of information that people don't know about me that people are like, Oh yeah, I know Whitney, she's always very transparent, but I'm only transparent if I know that it's going to help someone else. Like, you know, like I'm very right, transparent right. about my mental health because I know that this can help somebody in their journey or whatever, you know, but there's certain things I'm just like, not that transparent with, you know? Um, right. But yeah, so they, like, it, it doesn't take a whole community to, you know, it, it I mean, like, like not, not a whole community, but it doesn't take a lot of people to help you get back on your feet in terms of healing. So just reach mm-hmm. out. If you could reach out to like one or even just one or two people that you feel will be able to help you and, you know, get you back on track, definitely reach out to them and let them know, like, you know, cause that's the thing when you're depressed, you don't, you don't want other people to know that you're depressed. Like, you know what I mean? Like you want, right. you want to, you want to put on this facade, like, yo, I'm good. I'm, you know, I, because you know, it comes, it comes with, it comes with reality of like, cause the stigma of, of, of depression is like, oh, you're always sad. You're, you're always this, you're, you're so down. And, you know, and then the next, the next statement over is people telling you, oh, you can get, you can get out of it. It's nothing. Just, you know, snap out of it. No, depression is a real thing. You cannot just snap out of it. It's not like, it's not something right. you just like, you know, put on a, a piece of clothing and it's like, yeah, I'm good now. No, it's a, <laughs> like, you know, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole process. It's a whole healing situation. Like, you know, it's a, 
it's a real thing. Like you can't just tell right. people to get over it. No. Well, one of the things that I've heard and it has become, you know, controversy, if you will, is that a few people in the black community, they've been told, especially, you know, when they are transparent with how they're feeling, they've been told things like just pray it away, oh, yeah. you know, like, you know, like all you gotta do is pray it away. And people resent that because they're like, it's not about just praying it away. In fact, some people would challenge, I've been praying it away and it's still here. <laughs> so I think it's it's helpful for, again, people listening to know how to be sensitive to it and to know that if you are trusted with that information, that you do your best to ensure someone's health by getting them you know, proper treatment, being supportive, but then also allowing them that time to get through. Yeah. So don't overwhelm people. But I like that you started talking about some, some tips, um, if you will, tools. So I wanted you to talk a bit more about how you've managed some difficult circumstances when you had to create. So for example, during this time, were there deadlines you had to meet? You know, like, did you have a big contract that you had to fulfill and you had to push through? Like, what are some mental health tools that you'd recommend? I'm grateful that I did not have anything major in between this time because I think that that would have created more anxiety in me. Um, mm -hmm. The thing that I've always done with my business is that I've created things surrounded by what I want to do and not what others want to do. So if mm. I want to create a new book bag, I'm going to create a new book bag. <laughs> you know, like I, at some point um, I created a face mask for myself and, you know, I posted it on social media, but I told people that I was, it was one of one, but you know, people instantly was like, I need like 10, I need 15, I need, you know, X, Y, and Z. So behind the scenes, I was like, you know, this would bring us such a great income. I can do, you know, X, Y, and Z. However, the, I was very limited to resources, to material, mm. to elastic, you know, different things where I was trying to be innovative, where I was, you know, trying to find things in Target that I can utilize to make masks. But then when I got home, you know, when I started to actually create them, I felt overly anxious. And I was just like, what is this? Like, you know, and I felt it for like a whole week. And I was like, this is, I don't like this feeling. I'm, I'm not happy creating this. This is not something that I'm feeling peace about. And mm -hmm. I instantly let people know, like, I'm not creating it. It makes me feel anxious. But, you know, if you guys are willing to support these other brands that are doing masks, here are a list of them. Please go support them. And the, re the only way I was able to acknowledge the difference between me creating them and feeling anxious and feeling happy about it was in that same day I did, I started the mass and then that the afternoon I started doing hemp, doing my uh, customizer sneakers. And I was like, oh, I'm super happy over here. This is super overwhelming. So whatever felt overwhelming had to go. <laughs> I'm like, this has to go because I don't want to, during this, especially during this, this season, I just want to create things that make me feel good, make me feel happy, make me feel like at peace. Because again, that's my happy place. So I need something to balance out what's going on out there and what's going on internally. So if it's not happening 
if if I'm wrestling with uh negative things outside and then I'm wrestling with negative things inside, something has to shift. So right, something, yeah, has, something to has to go. I can't I can't uh I have like, you know, whatever COVID nineteen is happening, I I'm not in control of that. There's nothing I can do about that. But what I can do is I do have control over my anxiety. I have control over my emotions. I have control over mental, like anything that's mentally going on. Those are the things that I have control over. So those are the things that I've been kind of managing the the best and the, and just working my way through it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it sounds like what you're saying more than anything is know what you have control over you know, if something is going to put you in a position where your mental health may be compromised, don't do Mm -hmm. it. You know, finding that balance of knowing when to say no, Mm -hmm. because not every check is a good check. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to know that, yes, while I may need, I'm not about to stress myself out to get this done. And then I'm in a position where going forward, I'm of no good use to anyone. Like that's just not the most ideal situation. So I'm glad you prioritize your health before a dollar. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I'm glad that you did. I've, I've learned that in my past of me doing, you know, business and stuff like that of learning. Cause there were times where I would risk my mental health for, you know, chasing a dollar. But by the time I got the dollar, I wasn't even happy because I was just overly tired. I was overly Mm -hmm. like, you know, overwhelmed. And I realized during this journey of like, choose, like pick and choose what you want to do in terms of like happiness. If it, if it does not make you feel good, please do not do it. Like that is like my ultimate, like, because you're not, you could do all this stuff, but by the time you're done, you're not, you're not even going to feel the, the peace and joy of it because you just, it's just so overwhelming of, anxiety and you know like just it just comes with so many emotions and just sitting down and saying what do I choose today um am I going to choose this am I going to choose negative or I want to choose positive it's literally one of the two (laughs) that's right it sounds like you're giving us some of the the um what do you call them the principles from the secret. Did you read that? I did read this. I did read the secret, and it's it's funny because um, so to backtrack, I I see a therapist every week, and that's one of the things that my therapist always tells me, and it's annoying. It's definitely annoying. But he's <laughs> always like, "Well, Whitney, you only have two choices. I mean, either you do it or you don't do it," and that's literally the mindset that I'm always choosing. So between like negative and positive. That's literally, it's, it's just that simple, like in terms of mindset, but like, you know, right. making the decision is how you move forward is literally just, either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. So definitely mm-hmm. the secret is definitely, um, definitely gives that, uh, I haven't, I haven't read it. I mean, I have actually, did I read the book? I feel like I, I read the book partially, but I, I definitely did watch the movie, the movie, the documentary. Okay. So I definitely did watch the documentary. Yeah, I feel that that book, whatever form you consume it in, documentary, but not podcast, but documentary, audible, or the actual book, um, it has a lot of helpful, Mm -hmm. (laughs) helpful tips in how to, you know, just shift the way that you, you do and you view life. And 
one of the things it centers on is the fact that, again, you have the ability to control what you allow in and what you put out. Mm -hmm. So taking it back to the level of uh, the, the conversation around mental health, it's like, Whatever you're putting in, you can control it because maybe you don't need to consume too much social media mm-hmm. because that's making you feel down. Maybe instead you should, you know, um, read something that's more inspiring and encouraging. And that way it, it boosts that energy of feeling good and happy, as opposed to if you are on social media for hours and you feel depleted and sad and, you know, you start comparing yourself like that's not really mm-hmm. healthy. So yeah, I, f- I feel that listeners can really begin to own their mental health by practicing some tips like right away, like things that they can do immediately, yeah. like shutting off their phone if they feel like they're overwhelmed by the amount of messages mm-hmm. that they're receiving or the amount of phone calls coming in. It's like, guess what? You have the choice to turn the phone yep. off, <laughs> yeah. you know, turn the TV mm-hmm. off. If the TV is consuming you, and you're not doing anything, you can't get any work done because you're so glued to the TV, you might need to just press power off and and let that be it and, and just go about your day and get what you need to get done and then feel that sense of peace and joy and happiness that you completed something as opposed to wondering why it's been six weeks and you can tell me everything happening on mm-hmm. the TV, but you can't tell me <laughs> where you at with your project. You know what I'm saying? Like curating that balance. And of course, not everything is going to be as cut and dry, but in, in circumstances where you really can control it very easily, I would say now is the time to start doing that. Um, but I did want to ask you, what's one of your favorite projects that you've worked on? Wait, in the last, like, during this time or just overall in general, general, I feel like that's a hard question because like, I feel like everything, you know, usually everything I create, I find pleasure in, like I find happiness in it. And I mean, I'm one of the things that I'm learning during this, this time is, you know, what, what a part, what part of certain projects make me like, anxious about it and then what part of Mm it I'm like ooh this is the happy part you know like for (laughs) for example like um when I am creating a customized sneaker you know the beginning stages of it is extremely annoying because you know you have to like really prep the sneaker in order for the actual paint to stay on so you have to use like mm-hmm. acetone to like really strip down all the they, what they call it the factory color the factory um, paint. So you have to strip down all the colors, um, make sure the the sneaker is completely you know clean and stuff like that, and then also tape it down the areas that aren't being um, painted on. So that that part is extremely annoying. But the part that I enjoy the most is the actual painting part and the part that makes me, you know, see all the colors come together. See, you can even, you can even hear it in my voice the way I just got. <laughs> yeah, it's like the change <laughs> in the tone. In the tone. <laughs> I just got so excited. But that's literally, it's just like seeing the colors come together, seeing, you know, the finished product. And then like, you know, even just presenting it to the world and like hearing people feedback and like, you know, that that is the most like exciting part of like what I do as a creator, like, you know, seeing something in your head and then actually seeing it in physical life. That's that part always freaks me out. Cause I'm like, I, 
I seen this in my head and now it's really in <laughs> a like a reality that that part is like freakish like it's just like how can you take something that you see visually and actually make it into a physical thing like a physical like how like that that's a that part amazes me all the time but I feel like that's the cool part because it's it's a part of manifestation, mm-hmm. right? So you saw it first and now everyone else gets to experience the cool thing that you saw and that you you wanted to create. So I actually like that. That's the part for me that I'm like, I think I probably get the most joy of um joy out of is seeing the outcome mm-hmm. of a project. You know, like the end result is where I'm like, yes, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> now let's do it again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's usually how I tend to lead with things. But um, I do want to know, too, in your opinion, what are a few things listeners can do to support creatives in their community um, or communities? I would just I from even down from like people reposting, commenting, sending me DMs, sending me donations, like all of those things count as an entrepreneur, um, as a business owner, as a creator, um, you know, I on a regular basis, I get people that don't even know me from the hole in the wall will DM me and be like, yo, you're so amazing. You're so inspiring. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, that, that means a lot to me. And this is not even like on a financial base. This is just someone sharing that they enjoy what I do because as a creator, you, you wrestle with a lot of self doubt. You like, this sucks. I love this. This sucks. I love this. You know, you're you're going back and forth between, you know, thoughts and, you know, feeling good about a project and then you're feeling, you know, not so good about it. Um, so for when people, you know, send me messages or comments or, you know, like, this is fire. I love this. You know, that break, that, that helps a lot. And then, you know, even during this time, there's people that, you know, that's just been donating. And I'm like, Oh, this is a thing. Like, you know, I've never, that was like, I, because I, again, I'm not strong person. I don't really, you know, I'm not that person that puts myself out there and be like, yeah, I need financial support. Like come support me. So for people to actually, you know, donate to my, my business that has been like, just ultimately just, I'm grateful. I'm beyond grateful for that. Um, and also just, you know, share, share someone's work, you know, put it in your Insta stories. You never know who's watching someone else's Insta stories and may find, uh, interest in your brand or your creativity or whatever. So just the small things, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be something like in terms of, uh, you know, finance, like financial support, just a, a comment will just literally just help change lives. Like, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a, a dope mm-hmm. one. One comment yes. a day <laughs> keeps the, the mental health at bay. I mean, I don't know. No, I just made that up, but I do think that. I'm like, I was just making that up, but I think that what you're saying is, is true that just sharing, you know, um, manifest, as you know, is all about intentional connections. So intentionally connecting people to new creatives during this time, I think that's also a good way to do it, as you said, and just continuing to let people know, like, I appreciate you. I think that that's huge because 
right now, there's so many people that are pouring out content, mm-hmm. right? Um, some of it may be relevant to us today. Some of it may not be. But when you do see someone that is consistent in delivering and someone who's doing some really cool things like you, like, you know, painting, a, I think it was a chair that oh, you yeah. painted for the store, right? So like, that's intentional work where you got joy out of it. But then others that saw that was like, this is pretty dope. You know, like, mm-hmm. I want that chair. Like, how do I get it? And that's a way of, in my opinion, that's a way of keeping your mental health in check as well, because not only is it like validating you, of course, but then it's giving more purpose to your work. And it's letting you know that we appreciate you, you know, like we appreciate the work that you're doing. Your work is valuable to us. So I think even hearing that through comments, through voice notes, through, you know, seeing it reposted, through sharing the stories, all those things are helpful. So I agree with you. We want to make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves and that everyone during this time as best possible takes care of Mm -hmm. each other. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's important. But Whitney, you mentioned (laughs) (laughs) supporting some creatives. So so who are some of your favorites? Oh, man. You're like, the the list list is is long? extremely (laughs) long because, you know, even down to like small creatives to big creatives, like I... I find joy in all of everybody, even people that's just posting during this time. I find, you know, pleasure in all of that, you know, down from like, you know, quotes to people doing creative things um, to like Kim, who is doing mini fest that's even on Zoom, like, you know, just creating platforms like that. Like I'm, it's beyond me. Like, you know, I can't even... I, I, I would just, we'll be here for another six hours if I had to like really (laughs) go into depth of like all, like I have honestly on my Instagram, I have a whole folder of save files. Like, like, you know, you could save a post. I have like, you can scroll for hours on how many posts I've saved. Um, even just during this time, I'm like, yo, y'all really out here killing. <laughs> y'all guys are out here mm-hmm. killing, you know, because it, it could easy, you could mm-hmm. easy go into like a shell. Cause I know there's a few times I went to just go into a shell and be like, listen, I ain't doing nothing. Forget y'all. Um, I'm gonna holler at y'all when Rona is over, you know, <laughs> but, you know? <laughs> but you know, that in terms of like my purpose in life that I, I know that in this season, people need my energy more than anything like you know people need my presence more than you know me being absent and being selfish on like on a level of like oh I don't feel like doing this because you know x y and z but I know that my purpose is to help other people in their their struggle of mental you know depression anxiety you know anything that's related to like emotional and mental stagnation you know so that Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I create on a regular basis where I'm like, you know what, Whitney, people are out here struggling and you are the light to their, 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 their darkness right now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that your Instagram handle is going to be in the show notes so people can go to your page and then 
go scrolling and take a look at the people that you are supporting and those that you're saving and check you out and see what you're doing. So I will have all of that listed there. But I wanted to say again, thank you for sharing your story with the Manifest community. It's really appreciated. I'm hoping that listeners not only walk away from the conversation with more understanding of depression and anxiety and how it affects, but more than anything, just empowered to really show support and to care and support meaning, like you said, it's not only financial, but it's it's as simple as mm. words sometimes, right? So hopefully listeners feel compelled to support those that they may know that are suffering from mental illness and even those that are not aware to them, you know, cause you mm. don't know everybody. So just being mindful of the fact that mental illness yeah. is real. And like, I like that you call this stagnation. Cause yeah, I like that. Um, but it's yeah. a real thing. And the reality of it is that we do need to share more stories that are revealing the truths of how this is affecting mm. people so that we can be just kind of more compassionate citizens globally. So yeah. thank you. Uh, one thing I do want to say is for the, the people that aren't, are not struggling with depression and how to support the people that are with depression is, you know, just mm-hmm. check in it, and you don't have to be over the top, just literally just saying, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I love you. Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm, you're on my mind because the people that are struggling with depression, they, there's days where they don't even, you know, they, they lose track of time and you also mm-hmm. don't, you're not aware of like where you are mentally. So it's literally just like you're in a bubble. And so when you get someone who cares about you to text you and say, hey, I, I care for you. Um, you know, that helps them to come bring them back to reality. Like, wow, somebody loves me, you know, because they're wrestling with so many negative thoughts, so many, you know, just so many negatives (laughs) that you you just need that positive. And also know that even if you do text this person and they don't reply back right away, just don't take it offensive. Don't take it any type of way because this person, again, is in their bubble and they are literally just trying to formulate a, a thought, a positive thought. And when they do come back to surface, they will reach out, but don't, don't make them feel bad that they haven't reached out because they're, they're literally just not mentally well. They aren't, they aren't able to even communicate how they feel at that moment. They just want people, they just want to feel love and know that they're right. not, they're not doing that intentionally. They just not, they just not here. <laughs> They're not mentally here, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I like that you said that so that, again, we can operate from a seat of compassion versus feeling that, you know, this is a personal thing because it's not personal to us, but it is personal to them. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm like, I am going to get ready to actually spend the rest of my day unwinding and taking care of my mental health. So as we close this podcast, I again appreciate you being so willing to do this with me and to share with the Manifest community. But also I am happy that you were able to 
tell your story in a way that, again, can inspire, can empower, and just really help others know that we're all in it together and that, you know, there's no there's no right or wrong way to do it, but the the one way to do it is is with community. So I yes, appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to actually hear it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you'll hear that soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Manifest Podcast. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share this with your family, share this with your friends, share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest.